What's shaking fire nation? JLD here and welcome to episode 1614 of EO Fire where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. And today we are chatting with Jordan Harbinger. Jordan, are you prepared to ignite? Oh, you know it, man. <laughs> Jordan has spent several years abroad in Europe in the developing world, including South America, Eastern Europe, the Middle East. He speaks several languages and he works on his Chinese two hours a day, which is crazy. He's also worked for various government groups and NGOs overseas, traveled through war zones. He has been kidnapped twice and he'll tell you the only reason he's still alive and kicking is because of his ability to talk his way into and out of just about any type of situation. At The Art of Charm, Jordan shares that experience a system born as a result with students and clients. Jordan, catch us up with what you've been to over the last 430 days, which is when you were on EO Fire last. <laughs> What's been going on, brother? Wait, tell me you didn't, did you make that calculation? I do math. Looking at the number of episodes? That's it. That's it. You were 430 episodes ago. <laughs> that's so funny because I was like, oh, he looked at the, wait a minute, there's a trick here. That yeah, I'm on. that's me. That's so funny. Gosh, that has been a while. Holy yeah. cow, man. Well, we've seen yeah. each other at conferences since, so well, yeah. we've been hanging out, but it's been right. that long since Fire Nation has heard us hanging out. Holy cow, because I've had you on before that, and I just figured, oh, we probably did the same thing right. at the same time and did a little show. No, that's cool. Well, good. I'm glad to be back, man. I don't want to spend too much time rehashing the old stuff because we're into the new stuff now. But yeah, I've been, I'm man, a lot of what hasn't happened in the last couple of years for everybody, <laughs> right? So true. And one thing that I really realized is that you've kind of been shifting, you've been trying new things. And, and I always keep my eye on you because you know, you're a pioneer in this industry. You were here long before EO Fire. And let's be frank, you'll probably be here long after EO Fire too. You know, you're just kind of like one of those people that will survive any kind of nuclear holocaust that like might a cockroach. happen. Yeah, well, like a cockroach. I wasn't going to say it, but I'm glad you came <laughs> up and said that. But what would you say right now, today, because I know this has shifted over the years, is your area of expertise. And then from within that, Jordan, like just kind of give us one thing that might blow us away, like a, a tip, tool, or tactic that we should probably know, but we, we probably don't know. One of the things that I, I really like to do is, and we just sort of mentioned this earlier pre-show, but a lot of folks have different sort of productivity techniques and, and things like that. And of course you do as well in the Mastery Journal that's coming up. But yeah. I like to make sure that every 15 minutes of my day is planned out in my calendar. And I know that sounds insanely anal retentive and weird, but I don't mean that everything is blocked off into 15 minute blocks. I just mean that since that's the calendar default, everything I have from 8 a.m. probably until 8 p.m is wow. not flexible very much. It, it can be if it needs to be, but like you and I both work, we don't want, like, I don't want to put out fires. I want to do stuff that matters. I want other people to have to put out fires. So I have everything from my, after I brush my teeth and take a shower in the morning, it, and you know how that goes, some of those <laughs> things can be optional on Sundays, but on everything, I've got my Chinese lessons, I've got show blocks, I've got email blocks, I've got my lunch block, I've got everything, every call is on there. And I find this to be very useful because a lot of entrepreneurs, especially when we're first starting, we think, oh, I work from home, it's great, I have all this flexibility. What happens is you wake up late, you go to the gym, you come back, you eat, and then you do a little bit of something, something, and then you're like, holy crap, it's five o'clock. And you do that for <laughs> years, and you wonder why you're not getting ahead. And 
I plan out these weeks, days or weeks in advance. And that's very important because that means that I've already decided what's important. I don't have to decide on the fly based on how hungry I am or how much I think I need to get done that day or how much I got done the previous day. I can just stay heads down. And over time, you learn to realize how much that you have to build in breaks into your day at certain times, how much work you're able to get done and things like that. And, and of course, you've got to be able to build in flexibility to maybe take a break if you get sick or something like that. But otherwise, everything is on the calendar. And that's been a huge game changer for me. Yeah, one thing that we actually talked about when I was on your show was Parkinson's law, which we just both know is so true. I mean, tasks will expand to the time allotted. So if you don't actually get set a specific amount of time for a specific task, Fire Nation, then of course you're not going to accomplish it in any meaningful time frame because it's just going to keep expanding and expanding and expanding because you're always just going to keep shuffling in new things that may or may not make sense. Now, Jordan, one thing that you've done really well, and this is something that you know we've been able to experience together at a few conferences, I've been able to really see you in action, so to speak, is you really make the most out of conferences, like these in-person conferences that you go to, you do a lot of things right. So we're going to take some time here today to talk about how you figured this out, like your psychology behind this. And let's kind of start off with how people today approach speakers. Like when they're an attendee, they're going to a conference and they just approach these speakers in very inefficient ways. Like what have you seen over the years? Like what do you do differently? Like what do you want to share with Fire Nation in this area? Sure. So I speak at a lot of conferences. And of course, when I speak at conferences, I like to hang out backstage and things like that because every speaker has to go through that backstage area in order to go speak and then you can kind of catch them when they come back from their talk and they can't really avoid you <laughs> which is funny but uh, you know because I like they've got the VIP speaker dinner but there's always like one or two guys that can't make it and blah 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 it's good to be there but if you're not a speaker you might have trouble because you're waiting for a JLD to come off stage and then what happens 48 people are like oh I listen to your show I wanted to talk to you about this random thing I have this idea to pitch you hey it was 49 people Jordan let's be honest 49 yeah. at least 40 <laughs> minimum I'm, I'm throwing a, a bottom bar on here and, and they're trying to pitch you. And then so even if you get through all 50 people because you're generous that day and for some reason something else got canceled and you don't have anything else going on or whatever, or you're just being generous with your time, even by number two, you're like, oh, please don't bitch, email me this. Da, da, da. And you're just everybody starts to blur together. You probably don't remember every single individual person because it would be almost inhuman to be able to do that. And that's a problem. So you end up kind of knocking on the front door when you're trying to to get someone's attention and it can be really tough. There can be a huge line of people to do that. So what I like to do is I like to figure out who's in my lineup before the conference, email those people and make some, maybe even send them a LinkedIn message because those tend to go to actual email addresses for a lot of folks and they tend to go to corporate email. The, the spam folder might not be catching it because it's LinkedIn and uh, it, they can't really differentiate between that and everything else. So unless they have those turned off, they'll get the message. A lot of people log into LinkedIn every day. And I comment on something that's a personal interest of theirs. And I think this is really important because if you're like, if I see an email that comes in that says podcasting, I'm like, okay, you're going to ask me about podcasting. This is going to get backburnered until I have fan mail time because I don't really want right. to. I know this is a request of some kind. But if somebody writes in and they're like, North Korea photos from my trip, I might be like, oh, I'm going to flag that for later. That sounds interesting <laughs> because they know what I'm interested in personally. They've they've done a little bit of research or they listen to the show and I figure like, oh, okay, this is probably more interesting and possibly more worth my time. 
And so I start to set up things with speakers based on those conversations. And I, so I might say, hey, I noticed you're speaking at XYZ event in a couple months. I'd love to meet you there. They're going, oh, yeah, great. And I, I know I might even write, look, I know there's going to be a huge line to go and talk to you. What do you think is the best way to meet you outside of that? Because it, I, I know I don't want to rush you when you're slammed for time and you get rushed by the stage. And then they're often like, oh, this is my personal email. Or here's my cell phone number. Please don't give it out. Or I actually am having a dinner with a colleague. It depends on the stage of relationship that you're in. They might even say, I'm having lunch with a colleague if you want to join us. Have you been going back and forth? And that happens all the time. And that's really, really useful because by the time that you do go up and meet them, you say, hey, I'm Jordan. We talked via LinkedIn or email. Oh, of course. Yeah, I remember you. And then they're expecting to meet you. They're primed for that. And you can also, if you've gotten a lot of back and forth from that same person, you might even be able to set something up like, oh, I know you're vegan. So I actually made a reservation. Uh, I'm going to make a reservation on Thursday or Friday for a really good vegan place. I'm going to bring my wife. I know you're bringing your wife. Do you want to meet for that? Uh, And they might say, well, I'm not really sure. And you can even call out the elephant in the room and go, yeah, I know. You really have no idea whether or not I'm a huge weirdo. So why don't I put back burner or table that for now, but we can make a decision closer to the time. Okay, sounds great. That way, if they do a little bit more back and forth with you, they might say, yeah, that vegan dinner on Thursday does sound great. And you could say, yeah, if you want to go without me, here's the place, here's a map. They tend to be busy on these nights. And that's something a lot of these folks will really appreciate. Because if you find the good sushi place, you make the reservation, I'll probably show up and do it. And I I do similar things with speakers and other folks when I'm at events, if you're interested in hearing about that as well. Well, I'm very interested in hearing about that because I've seen you in action do just that. And so real quick to recap what he's talked about so far, Fire Nation, like don't wait to knock on that front door. That's just inefficient because that speaker is going to be getting mobbed. They're already going to have like their energy worn down because they probably just gave a talk. So they just want to probably go to the bar and get a drink. Like, let's be honest. And you're going to be pitching them ideas. That's not the right time to do it, especially when you don't have an initial connection already in place. So what do you do? You do things like you find them on LinkedIn, you reach out to them with something personal. If you know Jordan likes North Korea, then if you have something relevant to say about that, maybe that's in the subject line. Comment on something personal. Like Jordan, quick story, like I was talking about Joe versus Joe versus the Volcano on a podcast huh. episode a couple of weeks ago because nice. I just love that, sh- that movie. And I had like five or six people like subject line, Joe versus the Volcano, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, of course I'm going to read that because like I want to know like what they're going to say about that because they were listening to the podcast. They commented on something that I kind of said in a personal manner and it just made it worthwhile to read. Like that is huge fire nation. So Jordan, as you kind of mentioned and you kind of alluded to, you set yourself up at conferences to make sure that you meet the right people. And something that I've also seen you do that you haven't talked about yet is the side events that you do. I mean, the dinners are one thing, but you know, you go kind of above and beyond this area. So kind of talk that through so Fire Nation gets some ideas from the inside mind of Jordan. The basic idea is this. You're at a conference, there's a bajillion people, you want to get to know some other folks pretty well. So a lot of folks are like, oh, let me invite a couple of people to dinner. Good idea. However, what I've been doing is setting up dinners and and even non-dinners. I like escape rooms and things like that, and I'll set that up outside the conference. We'll find a place to do that, and I'll invite a few people. But one of the things that I like to do when I set these side events up, setting up side events is great. It works really, really well. But if you ask the people that you invite to bring one or two other people, and 
obviously to let you know in advance how many people they're going to bring and try to keep their group small, then you can do this really well. So if you invite four people and each of them gets to invite one more, you have kind of a big dinner, but not totally unmanageable, or you have a big escape room, but not totally unmanageable. And ideally, they bring somebody that you haven't met yet. So you can even say, bring someone that you think would want to be introduced to the group. So even if there's a little bit overlap and you do know maybe the majority of the folks, they'll still be a bunch of new people and you get to hang out with the people that you wanted to invite in the first place. So it becomes really good because at conferences, what a lot of people don't want to do is they don't want to go, oh yeah, I'll go out to dinner with you, even though I already know you and the other two people going, they want to meet new people. So you kind of let them merge one other person that they want to meet into the group. That way they don't have to plan the event. They don't have to worry about logistics and the the carrot for the person they're inviting is, yeah, you know, I'm going out with these four other people and this guy Jordan's organizing it. So it's not just, oh, you want to go do something with me? They get to invite someone into that group and it makes them look good. The other person's interested in going. So it was really a win on all fronts. You get to hang out with your friends, you get to meet new people and every person that's new gets brought into the group and gets to handle that as well. And then at the dinners, instead of just kind of sitting down and doing this, I like to, when I run things, I like to have something where I'll ask the group a question like, hey, what's the first time you guys got arrested? It's, you know, this is a bunch of good people with businesses and kids and stuff. And I'm, they're like, I've never been arrested. And I'm like, yeah, you've been in trouble with the police at least once in your life. Literally everybody has, right? I mean, it happens even if you're 14. And you start hearing about how some like straight edge professional speaker that's graced thousands of stages used to like got arrested in high school for like (laughs) smashing people's pumpkins on Halloween or something like that. And it just ends up being hysterical because good people for the most part, uh, currently good people, I should say their, their stories are usually pretty silly and you can, or like what physical ability do you have that nobody else can do? And you'll find people can like wiggle their ears or flip their eyelids inside out. And you're looking at like someone who's got grandkids and like, hang on, let me show you this. And you're like, Oh my God, we don't want to take you to the hospital. So you got to maybe, you got to, you got to be careful with what you do, but this stuff ends up being really funny instead of just like, tell me about your business. Oh, that's interesting. Here's what I do. Here's a business card. You end up making it informal and fun and people go, oh yeah, that dinner that we did with those people was super funny or, oh yeah, remember when we did that escape room with those guys? That was super cool and weird and I haven't done one since. That stuff makes it more memorable, which makes you more memorable. So it works out really well. So the problem with not doing what Jordan's talking about, Fire Nation, is sometimes you get to these dinners and like you're excited because you're like, oh my God, all these great people are going to be there and they are. But then you sit down and you just end up talking to the person next to you the whole time. Yeah. And, and, and guess what? That person's probably cool and awesome. And you probably had a solid conversation, but there might be 10 or 15 other amazing people at that dinner. Why not include everybody and in all in the conversation so we can all benefit? You know, don't be afraid to play musical chairs. Say, okay, everybody, I know you're in the middle of a conversation, but get up, you know, you know, move three seats to the left or if you're this way, whatever, and just like mix things up to make it more fun. And I have a quick story about your asking personal questions. I think this might make some of you squirm, Fire Nation. I'm not sure, but I did a, a little mastermind up in San Francisco about a year and a half ago, and, and maybe two years now. And I'll tell you because Andrew Warner is just so good at doing what you're talking about, Jordan. He's just he's a natural. And we all got together at this dinner, and it was like Jada Selner from Simple Green Smoothies, uh, Tim Ferriss, Scott Dinsmore. Um, Rick Mulready, Greg Hickman, myself, and we were just hanging out and we were having some. 
some fun. And then Andrew just kind of leans in and he goes, all right, you know, everybody's having their own conversations, I know, but I want everybody to go around and talk about your first sexual experience. And we were just all like, what? Like, we haven't even yeah. got appetizers yet. Like, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> everybody blushed. And we're like, are we really going to talk about this right now? And I will say that he pushed it, and uh, we did. And it was just like this kind of like really interesting experience to kind of open up the rest of the night to like we all now were like, best friends from high school and we all knew things about each other and it was like this and that and it was just kind of this you know really kind of squirmy question that he had to really be bold to do but it was a game changer for the night so i mean fire nation i'm not saying to ask that question you know andrew warners he's a pro he's got a thousand yeah. episodes under his belt but uh you know the reality is uh, you can find a question uh, maybe a little more a pg that opens things up and has some fun and speaking of pg fire nation we are going to thank our sponsors so don't you go anywhere and we will be right back. College is failing entrepreneurs every day by not teaching the skills that are necessary to survive in 2017. A college degree will make you a living, but self-education will make you a fortune. Jim Rohn. If you're eager to learn the strategies that will help you successfully create and grow your own business, then my friend Billy Jean has the solution. It's called Gene Pool Elite. As a member of Gene Pool Elite, you'll receive a flash drive from Billy Jean every month designed as a key to teach you something you didn't learn in school but need to learn to survive. Why pay thousands when you can have access to weekly live trainings and monthly courses that will unlock skills you can implement today to grow your business? Visit can'tlearnthisinschool.com to sign up for your free trial of Gene Pool Elite today. That's can'tlearnthisinschool.com. You're ready to launch your first website, but all the technical aspects, the design requirements, and what seems like a lot of moving pieces are becoming overwhelming. The solution for your overwhelm? Check out HostGator. HostGator has all the tools you need to build and host your website all in one place. In addition to having hundreds of templates for you to choose from, they also offer a drag and drop website builder and mobile friendly templates that make it easy to create a great looking website fast. Plus they offer 24 seven live expert support. So there's always someone to help you when you need a hand. The best part, HostGator offers a 45 day money back guarantee. So if you decide it's not the right platform for you, no problem. With HostGator, having a website is easy and affordable. Take your website from dream to reality with HostGator. Visit HostGator.com slash fire for 60% off today. That's HostGator.com slash fire. So Jordan, we're going to end strong here as we always do. And again, you've just crushed a number of conferences. Can you maybe talk about one story that you have from a conference? You don't have to use names if you don't want to, but you know, conferences that you've been to in the last year or so that you really liked for any number of reasons and how you successfully did this. So we can start to kind of really put some, some real life experiences with your strategies. At a recent conference in San Diego, I did organize an escape room with because my my wife loves loves these. We've done almost a hundred around the world. And let's explain that just so someone doesn't know. Oh, what an, escape an escape room. Yeah, room. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Sorry, I've done so many. I forgot. It's not <laughs> something a lot of people do. So basically, these are popular. It's basically trying to make a video game experience in real life. So it'll be like, all right, you're trapped in this. 
mafia Don's bar and you've got to get out because you are trying to find evidence or federal agents or something like that. So you've got to escape, but you also have to get evidence. And you're in a bar and it's like there's a menu and the menu numbers are a code that you've got to decipher. And then you're searching the place and there's different colored liquids. And when you mix them together, they change to a certain color. And then that amount of liquid is the weight that you've got to put on the scale and you put it on the scale and it opens up the cash register. And there's a certain amount of cash in there that's a code for a lock on a safe and, and so forth. And so it's really interesting and it's really fun and you've got to use brain power, but it also people's competitive nature comes out. Oh, yeah. You want to help. You're all on a team. You're not really competing. So you're competing against the clock. So people who handle stress poorly and stuff, their true colors come out, but everyone's having fun because you're you've activated all these kind of primal urges in people rather than like, how long is this dinner because I'm getting tired type thing. And she organized this, and we had people in there that really didn't want to go. They were kind of like, oh, I guess. They wanted to go to dinner. They tried to bail on the escape game. We talked them into going, <laughs> and it was really hard, and we made it out, and at the end of it, the people who didn't want to go were like, hey, are there more of these? I want to do more of these. And, we, and they, they did another one the next day, and we got them hooked on it. And what was really interesting about this was if I'd been at dinner with the same group of people, everyone was tired. Before we left, there's so many people were yeah. like, yeah, we're this close to not coming. We're exhausted. How long is this? And I, you know, you hear people in groups mumble like, uh, I don't know if I want to do this or can we leave early? And people were even asking during the instructions, <laughs> like, I may have to leave early because I'm just not super, I'm pretty tired. Is that possible? And they're like, uh, I guess. At the end, everyone's like, let's go for a drink. We got to, I want to talk about what you guys <laughs> saw versus what I saw. In the next days at this conference, we were all like high-fiving in the hallway because you make a team name. And I still remember all those people. I guarantee you they still all remember this. <laughs> we're all even texting like, oh, are you going to the con next year? Yeah, we got to do an escape game. Oh, I heard they have a new one. So you, you build these little sub-teams of people that you've never met before. And it's actually quite powerful because it, it's just so much better than an icebreaker or yeah we got lunch at this conference now we're best friends which is obviously not how that works so it was just a really interested very very interesting interested group and you can turn even the most sort of bah humbug folks into fans maybe not an escape room but find something other than a meal uh, meals are easy if, if it's your first time try a meal the next time, try mini golf. That's my other one. I, I'm happy to share these with you. So, you know, mini golf <laughs> escape rooms, I love them. So, and if you hear of a group going to do mini golf at a conference, you better look for me Jump because I'm board. probably there. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, if it happens to be in San Francisco, we actually did that as well um, afterwards. Shockingly, this was Andrew. Are you Andrew like, like secret best friends? Because he's like, let's go to this indoor um, miniature golf course. It was so cool. It was actually funded by a Kickstarter campaign. And every like indoor, like there's like 18 holes and everyone was created by these like engineers, like these aeronautical engineers. It was crazy yeah. what would happen. And like, you know, like the amount of work that went into one hole was like, wow, this is what a miniature golf course experience is, is meant to be like. And again, that was two years ago. I can picture every hole essentially. And like what happened when you got the hole in one because you like hit the right levers, crazy fun stuff. And Jordan, I feel like, you know, every time I'm on your show, you know, you've had me on a few times, uh, about a year ago, you, you had me come on so I could talk 
about setting and accomplishing goals and mentioned the Freedom Journal and the Kickstarter campaign that I did then. And then just recently you had me on to talk about the Mastery Journal, you know, which is my next project about mastering uh, productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days. You know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business guy. I have products. I have services and, and I promote them and I sell them. But I never feel like when you come on my show that you have anything to like talk or promote. And I'm not trying to force you to do that. But like what's going on in your world? Yeah, uh, I just love getting people listening to the podcast because we talk about persuasion, influence, mentorship, things like that all the time. I mean, I I live, eat, and breathe attraction science, body language, nonverbal communication. So I just love getting people on board with that. I mean, we have our school in LA where people come in from all over the world to learn this stuff directly from us during our kind of week-long residential programs. But I just figure, look, you know, it's a privilege to address your audience. You got a lot of people that are interested in moving forward. And rather than be like, go buy this thing for me right now, I'm just like, look, you're already listening to a podcast Search for the Art of Charm or go to theartofcharm.com and check it out. I guess if I'm if I gotta pick something, I would say they can text the word charmed, C H A R M E D to three three four 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 and we have a thirty day challenge which is like fixing up your nonverbal communication, getting you out of your comfort zone a little bit, creating networking connections for business and personal reasons, and that's uh the texting the word charmed charmed to three three four 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 in the states, or just go to theartofcharm.com slash challenge and you can sign up for that. And it's it's fun. It's really fun. I'll just throw that out there. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with JH and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com and type Jordan in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up as well as his other show notes page from the last time that he was on 430 episodes ago. So if you want to hear more about his story, his worst moment, his lessons learned, his aha moment, that light bulb that happened in his head and, and how he took action on that. And of course, the lightning rounds, it's all there as well. So just type Jordan in the search bar. Um, and, and by the way, I have the best show notes in the world. And I'm talking with Jordan on the line here. I'm so proud enough to say that. Like these are time stamps. There are links galore, Fire Nation. But don't forget to head over to theartofcharm.com slash challenge or just text the word charmed to 33444 to start that 30-day challenge. You won't regret it. And Jordan, thank you, brother, for sharing your jewelry, your your journey, your story, your insights, your strategies with Fire Nation today for that. We salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. With HostGator, your website launches just a few clicks away. Their drag-and-drop website builder and 24-7 live support make it easy to get your site up and running fast. There's even a 45-day money-back guarantee. Visit HostGator.com slash fire for 60% off today. That's HostGator.com slash fire. Eager to learn the strategies that will help you successfully create and grow your own business? My friend Billie Jean has the solution. Visit can'tlearnthisinschool.com to sign up for your free trial of Jean Pool Elite today. That's can'tlearnthisinschool.com.